Classic Horror Stories Into the north window of my chamber glows the pole star with uncanny light. All through the long hellish hours of blackness it shines there, and in the autumn of the year, when the winds from the north curse and whine, and in the red-leaved trees of the swamp mutter things to one another in the small hours of the morning, under the horned waning moon, I sit by the casement and watch that star down from the heights reels the glittering casophemia of the hours whereon, while Charles Wayne lumbers up from behind the vapour-soaked swamp trees that sway in the night wind, just before dawn, and Carticus winks ruddily from above the cemetery on the low hillock, and Coma Bellasnesis shimmers weirdly afar, off in the mysterious east, but still the postal leers down from the same time in the black vault, winking hideously like an insane watching eye which tries to convey some strange message where it calls nothing save that it once had a message to convey. Sometimes, when it's cloudy, I can sleep. Well, do I remember that night of the great aurora, when over the swamp played the shocking corrustations of the demon light. Of the beam came clouds, and then I slept. And it was under horned waning moon that I saw the city for the first time, still and sovereign did it, it lay, lie on a strange plateau, in a hollow between, between strange peaks of ghastly marble, with its walls and its towers, its columned domes and pavements, in the marble streets, where marble pillows, the upper parts of which were craven into the image of grave beaded men. The air was warm, and stirred not, and overhead heard, scarce ten degrees from the zenith, blow that watching pole star, Long did I gaze on the city, a day not came not, when the red Alabanbarian, which blinked low in the sky, but never set, had crawled a quarter away through the horizon. I saw light and motion in the houses and streets, forms strangely robed, but once noble and familiar, walked abroad, and under the horn waning moon, men taught wisdom, a tongue which I understood though I was unlike any language which I ever known. And when the red Ambarinian had crawled more than halfway round the horizon, there were again darkness and silence. When I had awakened, I was not as I had been. Upon my memory was given the vision of the city, in my soul were raising another and vaguer collection, of whose nature I was not that certain. Certain. Thereafter, on the cloudy nights, on cloudy nights, when I could not sleep, I saw the city often. Sometimes under the hot yellow rays of the sun, which had not set, but which wheeled low in the horizon, and on clear nights the pole star leered as never before. Gradually, I came to wonder what might be the place of that city, a strange plateau twisted betwixt strange peaks. At first content view, the scene of all observant 
or corporeal presence. I now desire to define my relation to it, and to speak my mind amongst the great men who converse each day at public squares. I said to myself, this is no dream, for by which means can I prove the greater reality or that another life in the house of stone and brick, south of the sinister swamp, the cemetery of Lower Hillock, where this whole star peeps into my north window each night. One night, as I listened to the discourses in this large square containing many statues, I felt a change and perceived that I had lost a bodily, bodily form. Nor was I a stranger in the streets of Afafor, which lies on Plateau of Sakaria, betwixt the peaks of Norton and K. Dip Hone Neck. He was my friend Adalos who spoke. His speech was one that pleased my soul. It was the speech of a tr- true man, a patriot. And night was that news came of Delius Fell, and the advance of ill uterus squat. Hellish yellow fiends, who five years ago appeared out of the unknown west to ravage the confines of our kingdom, besieged many of our towns, having taken the fortified places at the foot of the mountains. Their way lay now lay open the plateau, unless each civilian could resist with strength for ten men. For the squat creatures were mighty in the arts of war, and knew not of the scruples of honour, which held back our tall, grey-eyed men of the moor from constant, from ruthless conquest. As I lost my friend, was commander of all the forces of the plateau, and him lay the last hope of our country. On this occasion he spoke of the perils he faced and assaulted the men of Allah, Afro, bravest of the throne, the Marians, the stain of the traditions of their ancestors, who went forced to move southward from Zobana before the advance of the great ice sheet, even as our descendants must some day flee the land of Lamor. Fredently and victoriously swept aside of the hairy, long-armed cannibal, go nop Kellyanus that stood in their way. To me, Atlas denied the, denied the warrior's part, for I was feeble and given to strange faintings when subjected to stress and hardships. But my eyes were the keenest in the city, despite the long hours I gave each day to study of the Panotic manuscripts and the wisdom of the Zobanarian fathers. My friend, desiring not to do me to inaction, would me with that duty, which is second to nothing in importance, to the watchtower of Happyam. He sent me there to serve as the eyes of our army, should the Inetos attempt to gain the cold rail, or the narrow pass behind this peak. Notum. Therefore, surprise the garrison. I was to give the signal for a fire and warn the waiting soldiers and save the town from immediate disaster. Alone, I mounted the tower for every man. A stout body was needed in the passes below. My brain was do- sore, dozed with excitement and fatigue. I had not slept in many days. Yet, was my purpose firm, for I loved my native land of Lamar, 
and a marble city of of Lefaro, and lie betwixt the ocean peaks, Norton and Kaikadiponek. But I stood in a tower, marked the most topmost chamber. I beheld the haunted waning moon, red and sinister, quivering with the vapours that hovered over the distant valley of Benoff. There, an opening in the roof, glittered a pale, pale star, flitting as if alive, and leering like a fiend in temper. Me fault, his spirit whispered, evil counsel, smooth me a treacherous somnolence, with a denimal, rhythmical promise, which repeated over and over. Slumber, watcher, till the spires, Six and twenty thousand years have revolved, and I return to the spot where now I burn. Our stars anon shall rise to the axis of the skies, stars that smooth and stars that bless with sweet forgetfulness. Only when my round is over shall the past disturb thy door. Vainly did I struggle with my drowsiness, seeking to connect these strange words from the law, some law of the skies, which I learnt from the panatic manuscripts. My head, heavy and reeling, drooped to my breast, and then, when next I looked up, it was up. It was a dream, with a pulsar grinning at me through the window, and from over the horrible swaying trees of a dream swamp. I am still dreaming. In my shame and despair, I sometimes scream frankly, begging the dream creatures around me to waken me, ere the Inuits steal up the pass behind the peak Knowlton, and take the citadel by surprise. But these creatures are demons, for they laugh at me and tell me I'm not dreaming. They mock me worse than sleep, while the squat yellow foe may be creeping slightly upon us. I have fallen in my duties. I trade the marble city for Alpha I have proven false to for Athelos, my friend and commander, but he, still these shadows of my dreams deride me. They say there is no land no more, save in my nocturnal imaginings, and in these realms where the pole star shines, I, the red alabarian, cool slow around the horizon. There have been naught save ice and snow for thousands of years. Of years, and never a man gave squat, yellow creatures blighted by the cold, called Isquin Menex. As I ride in my guilty agony, frantic to save the city, from whose peril his every moment grows, and vainly striving to shake off their natural dreams of a house of stone and brick, south of Sinister Swamp, and cemetery on the low hillock of the Pole Star. Evil monstrous leers down the black vault, winking hideously like an insane watching eye, which drives to convey some message yet recalls nothing, save that it once had a message to convey.